welcome back to another episode of the Gratitude and Grit podcast, hosted by Nick Prohaska and Brad Hoganson. Nick, how are we doing? Here we are. Here we are. So to timestamp this, it's actually the 22nd of January. Yes. So it's been a while. And so this will come out on the 24th. Yep. Um, so everyone kind of gets a little bit of reference, but it's been a while since we've talked. We've had Almost a two months, right? We've had a while off and, uh, time to, uh, enjoy the holidays and yeah, kind of deal with everything. And now we're back at it. I know it's been weird, but, and I don't, it wasn't intentional to like, Hey, let's take six weeks or two months off. It, it just happened. Um, I don't like the excuse we got busy, but I think both of us were just like, you know what, let's just put it to the back burner and we'll, we'll come back to it. Exactly. And we're back. Here we are. And you went to Florida. I did not. I've been here waiting to <laughs> podcast and you're the one traveling the world. So. I went twice. We've been to Florida twice. Yeah. So wanted to, even though we're maybe three weeks late on the topic, but I wanted to kind of talk a little bit about the reflection of 2020 Yep. And just kind of get your thoughts about it. Um, you had a Facebook post uh, kind of at the end of 2020 mm-hmm. uh, that talked a little bit about, you know, your reflection on the year. You and I have talked a little bit about it. So just kind of yep. wanted to get your thoughts on 2020 and then we'll talk a little bit about 2021. Yeah. Um, yeah, I did. At the, I mean, I'm always reflecting, I, I'd say, on a lot of things. And 2020 of all years, obviously, we all know is a the craziest year that many of us remember. And, um, so I just wanted to be able to look back and say, man, what, what did this year bring and, and how have we grown and how have we gotten better and how have we been challenged? And, you know, it was like a, a year long CrossFit workout. It's like, it's sometimes it's easier. Sometimes it's harder. Sometimes it's really terrible. And, you know, it's still going on to some extent, but, um, just reflecting through it and try to take away some sort of learning lesson from it. Not, I don't want to say waste, waste the time, but, um, like I didn't want 2020 to be just a year where like, well, we survived. Let's keep going. Like I want to be able to take something away from that. And, um, you know, at the end of the year we had talked about, you know, do we have a, what, is there a top 10, a top five, what are your takeaways from the end of the year? And for me really it boiled down to one thing and it's kind of two pieces, but one thing and it's, um, what you focus on grows or, and the first piece of that is what you look for, you will find what you look for, you will find. And then what you focus on grows, um, man, and that, and 2020, I just, I, almost every circumstance and, and event and things that were happening, whether in my life or in the United States, like I just found myself using that lens, what you focus on grows and, and applying it to those circumstances. And it, it just seemed true. I mean, the one that really sticks out is like social media is fueled by that fire. What you focus on grows like that. The algorithms literally are written to feed you things that you are reading, that you're pausing on videos that you're watching. Like they, they feed you things. So what, if you're focusing on things, it will feed you more of those things and then it (laughs) it grows and you spend more time on it. Right. So, um, so for me, 
if you know and if you believe that principle to be true and, you know, kind of like gravity, and honestly, I haven't found one circumstance yet where that isn't true. What you will, if what you look for, you will find, and what you focus on grows. You can leverage that to your advantage, or it can control you and take you in places where you don't want to go intentionally. Um, you know, for, for me, it was uh, growth. You know, I actually focused on growing through 2020, and at the end of 2019, I had kind of declared, I don't know, this is a John Maxwell thing that I picked up, but John Maxwell sets a, a word, an intention for the year. And I was like, well, that's, I don't know, he's John Maxwell. He's pretty smart. He's pretty smart. Maybe I'll give this a go. Uh, and I did. So at the tw- end of 2019, I was like, well, my year for 2020 is going to be growth. Um, and without really a, pl- a plan or a uh, you know an action plan in place, I just knew that every... Everything that I wanted to do in 2020, I was going to look at it through that lens of how am I growing, what am I doing, and man, it's it, now looking back over that whole year, it's just like man, mind-boggling how much opportunity I had to grow and and the opportunities I was able to take advantage of, um, and my outlook on certain scenarios. You know, we had to close the gym for two months, and that was super scary and we never we didn't know like oh yeah they will close down again in another month we'll close down again and the mayor will shut us down like that threat you know seemed to be non-stop but um looking through it with that lens of growth was was healthy um for me and it, it helped us move through those those areas so um i don't know it was just that was the the main takeaway. If, if there, if I had to pick one for the year, it was what you look for, you will find, and what you focus on grows. Yeah, and I think what's interesting, reflecting a little bit back beyond it, is uh, I don't remember a time that has captured all of our attention more than I think back to nine eleven, where we were literally all glued to the TV for yeah. weeks on end, and then months on end, and then. You know, I, we saw a transition from 9-11 into the Iraq war yeah. and then seeing the start of the Iraq war on TV. And so what what the quarantine did to us is it refocused all everyone's attention back to kind of the media mm-hmm. um, and just the message, whatever. So we were like all refocused and we were all kind of in it together because, you know, we weren't living our own lives. We were literally all in it together. Right. And so that's where kind of your your point there it it is and it's so we were all focused on the quarantine and then so then we the media grabs us kind of mm-hmm. and we're in the quarantine mode and then we transition to the riots we transfer to black lives matter yep. and we kind of just keep hopscotching along right along it and then you know it just keeps progressing throughout the year so i i, I definitely agree with your whatever we you know focus on or whatever we you right. know see definitely is something that resonates with it because it it captured all of our attention and so you can't help but not focusing on it yes exactly you know and so this huge event definitely you know just captured everything and it was almost like you know the events that happened two weeks ago like most of the people really it captured their attention and they're plugged into the outlets for you know five or six days and then they go on again so I, i definitely agree with your your thoughts there so, yeah, I mean, it, 
you know, we could get lost in, in a rabbit trail on the media and all that jazz and, and good, bad and, you know, but, but it could be the same as energy, right? So it's like, if you, yeah. if you're looking for negative energy or positive energy, exactly, then you can. So a lot of us for through quarantine, um, you know, we used it as an opportunity to get to know our neighbors or right. to sit outside and to really enjoy our, you know, now we call it, uh, our corn team. Um, <laughs> so it's been, you know, that's been a huge blessing as all that. Right. Um, you can really focus in and say, okay, now my circle is, is not 140 people. We're not a tribe anymore. Now we're literally like a team of, you know, six, eight, nine mm-hmm. people. So now this is what's getting all of our attention and we're in it together. Yeah. You know, a lot of people's families, you know, you're no longer an extended family because you can't, you know, get to get, you can't have 40 people in a house. So you're, you're back to that core group, you know, you celebrating Christmas, you got eight of you in a house. And so that again, you can look at it from a positive or negative aspect. And Mm -hmm. now you're looking at it through an energy and, and so it's refocusing your attention and saying, okay, this is, you know, I'm going to put all my energy or all my effort into this positive environment over here. I'm not going to reflect on everything that's happened outside of my control. I'm going to focus positive, positive, positive. Right. Yep. And it, you know, it, it literally, it applies to so many things. And if we're thinking about health and fitness and people are listening like, well, great, what is, you know, where are we going with this? Like this can apply to your health and fitness too. If you, you know, you want to lose weight, right? Someone wants to lose weight and they love donuts. Okay. Well, if you, if you tell yourself, if you're focused on don't eat the donut, don't eat the donut, don't eat the donut. If you're literally, if that's subconsciously running through your brain all day long, don't eat donuts. Don't stop at the donut shop. Like you're not going to eat donuts today. Just make it to the weekend. You can have one donut. Like you're, you're going to eat the donut. Like it's going to happen because you're focused on it. It's just at some point you're going to go for it. But, but if you focus on like, I'm the type of person that what whatever you know you can i eat protein and vegetables for breakfast or let's just say let's just say it's that right you know you always eat the donut and coffee for breakfast i don't know does anybody ever do that is that a thing do people eat donuts and coffee for breakfast <laughs> maybe i don't know used to okay I, I feel like i don't i don't see it along that much anymore <laughs> okay well yeah, you're a donut and coffee for breakfast, but you're like, okay, well, I'm the type get, of... You can't get donuts at Quit Trip anymore because they, they shut it down. Really? You know? They did? Yeah. Oh, man. Not that I would ever... I didn't know that because I... <laughs> you, don't, you don't go to Quit Trip? No. Oh, my God. I mean, if I go to Quick Trip, it's just to get gas. I don't know what I... I don't have to go inside, I suppose. God bless your soul. <laughs> but it's... so So back to what I'm saying, it's like if you focus on okay, my breakfast, I'm going to have protein and vegetables, and I'm the type of person that has protein and vegetables. The more you focus on that, you'll you'll figure it out. Like, I'm not saying you're going to be perfect at it in day one or week one or month one, but over the course of 365 days, if you say, I'm the type of person, I eat vegetables and I eat protein for breakfast, in 12 months, you're, you're definitely not thinking about donuts. Like, you're you won't even remember to go to quick trip to look for the donuts. Like, so it, it's a tool. It, it's a principle that can be leveraged as a tool to help you. Like it's a mindset that's like, Oh man, well that can actually help me achieve a goal. Right. Um, I don't know. You know, it's like jump doing box jumps. Like 
we all know that, and maybe we don't all know, but I, whenever I coach box jumps, like if you're standing at the edge of the box, you don't look directly in front of you. Like don't look at your shoes. You got to look out in front, you know, at the, at the further edge of the box. Because if you focus directly in front of you, your body's going to go there. Um, and that's where you scrape your shins and that's where you, you know, you bust your butt. But if you focus a foot in front of it, you're more likely to land flat-footed and land safely on the box. So take it for what it is, you know, and maybe those aren't the best, like most soul-grabbing examples, but I, I tell you what, man, I, I, so many things through last year and, you know, now I, I almost do it automatically. It's like, how can this circumstance, how can this event, how can I grow from it? Um, and it's, it was awesome. I mean, the, 2020 was hard and challenging and there was a lot of not good in it, but, but that little piece for me was very life-giving. Yeah. I think it's, it, to me, it's the exact same thing. I mean, it was a lot of fun that came out of it. You look back and it was, or it still is. I mean, that's the funny part is we're all like looking back and, you know, they say last year, a lot of people are like, well, last year is like, or now it's bigger than ever. I mean, the numbers are higher now than they've ever been. That's true. So it's, it's kind of funny, but it's all from a social standpoint, it's really past tense. Mm -hmm. Um, even though it's the worst it's ever been, we, we tend to think of like, kind of like it's, we're, we're nearing the end, but it's actually, I mean, the, the numbers are the highest they've ever been. So, but it was, you know, I, my reflection a little bit on it was, it was number one, got to really know some of my good friends a lot better, um, which was a lot of fun. The other thing too, is there's a lot of resilience that came through it. I mean, I was able to yeah, that's good. keep my job, um, you know, working construction. So therefore we're an essential employee. So we didn't quite see the ramifications that somebody else that might be listening to this, they lost their job. So they have yeah. a different opinion. Yep. So I recognize that, but it's been a little bit of resilience that if we can get through it, then, you know, I'm 40 years old. I've been through, you know, 07, 08, 09. We've been through 9-11. We've been through now this, which is a lot going on in the, that period of time of, you know, essentially 20 years of my working life. And so you always kind of play for the plan for the rainy day. And we've had a lot of rainy days in those big events that have really right. shocked the world. Um, you know, worst recession ever. 9-11 was like a huge, big, you know, yeah. huge, big shock to the system. And then this year happens. And so somehow we're able to kind of make our way through it, you know, and it's been, I feel like I've checked a lot of marks along the way that's like, okay, now I feel like really comfortable about, well, we can get through a lot of things. I mean, we always find a way we been in war, you know, the nation's been in war for the last 20 years, essentially. And so we just are always, you know, times are, you know, Mm kind of challenging, but we're always finding a way to kind of get through it. And that's been, to me, it was like the one big reflection is, is kind of the resilience aspect of it. Would you say that synonymous, that resilience is synonymous with adaptability or would you, would, does that mean two different things to you? No, I I think it's definitely just adapting and just, you know, this year has been all about adapting and it still is as far as, you know, we're not doing kids events as much or we're not doing sporting events as much or, you know, if you're in that zone of your life, right? you know, so you're definitely adapting to mm-hmm. it. Um, so I think it's, but I, to me, it's more of a big picture thing. Like 
you know, if you're a planner and a doer, which I am in construction, you're always planning for the rainy day where the rainy day, well, it's like, well, we've had a lot of these rainy days, especially in last year. And if you're able to get through it at some point in time, you just got to say, I can make it through the rainy day. So let's just kind of, let's focus our intention and towards getting something done or enjoying it as opposed to always worrying about the rainy day, you know? Cause there's always going to be something out there. Yeah. And that's, yeah, that's true. You know, and, and that's where we've had it very good in the last 20 years, but it's also, we've had a lot of really big challenges, but we've made it through somehow. Yeah. And so it can't get any, it, it can, it can get worse. I hate to say that statement, sure. but it's like in 10 years, there might be another big deal, but you've lived through this, you know, yeah. this is something that hasn't happened in, you know, hundred plus years or modern times. So you can get through it. Yeah, and so if you if you are able to get through it, and you're not in the restaurant or the hotel business or you know service business, then you have a different outlook to that. But um, yeah. if you're able to get through it, then your resilience factor really comes through. Yeah, yeah, I, it, it's it's interesting, and you know the the word that came to my mind was adaptability, because yes, for sure the resiliency, but you know it's I don't know it's not. they kind of run in parallel to each other because you can be resilient and just kind of hunker down and, and then hold on for dear life. And, or you can also be it. Um, you can adapt to it and change and do that. You know, my wife kind of worked, she worked in hospitality industry and lost her job. And, um, we were definitely resilient. We definitely planned for rainy days. Um, so we knew that, and we were able to adapt um, and, and shift gears and change and you can kind of use that as a, a redirection or, you know, I don't want to say a springboard to move forward, but, you know, it could be a springboard to move forward. So, yeah, when you when you say resiliency, I also hear, you know, and I see it in your life and a lot of people that, that I know through the gym, it's like, man, the, the adaptability of it and, you know, again, looking at you know, in the CrossFit space, everything I can use CrossFit as a metaphor for everything, but it was like such the longest, this is the longest CrossFit workout ever, right? Like our, yeah. our resiliency to push through the suck, you know, and, and stay the course and do what we got to do. And at times we're able to have some fun with it and we're able to keep moving and adapt and change. And it's this big, long partner CrossFit workout. Yeah. And I think, um, so I, I, Damon West is a author and then he's been making his way through the podcast world, you know, over the last year. And so he has this great message called the, the coffee bean story. And so you can, you can search on podcasts and find Damon West and he's probably been all over the place. He has a book and all that stuff, but he has a great story, which is called this coffee bean story about his life in prison and stuff like that. So I'll, I won't do it or I won't tell you the story, but I actually reached out to him and I, I wanted him to speak for our company yeah. because it, it was that moving of a story and he's in the public speaking world. And so, you know, he can't be resilient and he can't be adaptive. You know, he really can't mm-hmm. adapt. He's doing stuff virtually, but you know, if you're in the public speaking, you know, format, yeah, it's really hard. And I think that's where my, where I'm going with this message is, is, the one thing that is very, that we're not able to adapt to is we are social creatures Mm -hmm. and if we're not around people and we're not touching people and we're not hugging people and shaking hands, it just doesn't feel right 
you know, yeah. and especially with your own family. I mean, everyone went through a period where they probably didn't, you know, hug or kiss their mom or their dad right. or whatever. And it was just like, this is weird. And you almost don't even want to see him because of that awkwardness that exists from it. But that's probably the one hardest part about this whole, you know, quarantine thing is, is you can't touch people, Yeah, you know, so you might be doing the elbow thing or the fist bump, but it's just like, it's just weird. And so the, the connection that you wanted to have with that person you don't mm-hmm. get. And so, um, so yeah, just a thought there. Yeah. Came to mind as you're talking about adaptability. Cause I think that's the one, one side of this that's really missing. I think so. Is, is kind of, you know, the kids going to school and, you know, whether you're with friends with your neighbors and stuff, but you're, you're, you're immediately trying to be less inclusive because it's, it's cool to kind of keep your circle small, you know? So if you're having yeah. a wedding then you're just like, well, instead of having 200 people, we're going to have 60 people because we got to keep it small. And if we're going to do something like, you know, Thanksgiving or Christmas or whatever, we're going to keep it small, mm-hmm. you know? And so that's not, that's been the one aspect that's not normal. Yeah. Yep. I completely agree. And yeah, not normal and not something that it, I want to, I don't think, shoot, I don't think anybody wants to adapt to that to being, cause that, that literally goes against human nature. Yeah. You know, that, that like we are a, and we all worked out at home for, you know, two months, mm-hmm. which was, was fun. It was kind of like, you know, it was kind of a cool little spell there. But after about six weeks of the two months, it was <laughs> like, all right, let's all go right. back to the gym. But yeah. so that definitely did not work out about uh, right. doing that, you know, by yourself. It was fun for a little bit. Glad yeah. you guys gave us all the equipment and stuff. But that is definitely a much rather go to the gym and have eight to 15 people in my class and and do a workout that way as opposed to doing it at home. Yeah, that's so true. Yep. So then looking forward to 2021. So as we, we go through the new year's Eve and all that stuff, are you a type person that sets new goals or how do you set up 2021 to be the way that you want it to be? Um, I, I don't necessarily set goals as you, you would, traditionally think like I want to do X by Y, you know, and, and et cetera, et cetera. Um, I, I have set a couple of those goals, those numerical, I want to get, I want to gain 5% in my strength, you know, some, a couple of my lifts, I want to gain 5% strength, but in general, um, no, I, I set an intention, a direction, a course. Um, I've used this with a couple of people where it's like, you're a big ship and you're just kind of setting a course for you're, you're just charting and you know, you've got 2000 miles out at sea and you're kind of charting this course and you know, things are going to happen. But as long as you know where you're the heading and the direction that you're going, um, you just kind of kind of deal with it as it comes. So no, for me, it's just, who do I want to be? Um, you know, that, that's kind of the lens, how I look through my goal setting and and what's important to me and what do I focus on and where do I, where, what are my priorities? Where do I put my time and energy based on what my priorities are? And then, um, but it all runs through the lens of who am I and who do I want to be? Um, and I, I let that kind of steer the ship, um, for the most part. And so why not set goals? Why do you not, why do you try to do the intentionality thing versus goal setting? Have you given up on goal setting? That's kind of taboo. <laughs> um, no, I haven't. I think 
I think for me, it's more powerful to do. It, it's more powerful for me to set that intention and set that direction and, and say, be able to define who am I, who do I want to be? And based on that, what are the priorities that I need to put in place? Um, you know, as an example, like I, I want to be a great husband. Okay. That, that's just like period. Right. So how do I define, I want to be a great husband. What are the factors that I see as being a great husband? And I could list, you know, a handful of things, but one of those is like, Hey, I need to go on a date called monthly at least once a month, like that's bare minimum. So now you actually kind of get into a, a goal, if you will, of like, well, a, a, a good husband initiates and plans a date with his wife at least once a month. So, so it, a, a tangible goal naturally bubbles up from the person that I want to be as opposed to just saying, yeah, I just, I think that sounds good. I want to, yeah, I, I, yeah, I want to go on a date with my wife once a month. That's good. Yeah. You know, that, that's good enough. Um, you know, and I could give you more examples of that, but so it's not that I've given up on goals, but I, I think that the goal presents itself or tangible numerical things st- start to bubble up and, and present themselves based on, it's really the foundation. Who are you? Like, you know, who do you, how do you define yourself and what do you want to be? Uh, what type of person do you want to be? And, um, that will, that's more powerful to me. Some people might have it the other way where they're like, no, I got to set dates and times and, you know, three by five on my deadlift and that sort of thing. And that's fine. Like, yeah, I think that can work for other people too. Yeah. I like, I think it's good to have a few goals, um, that are very tangible focused, but then it's more or less the intentionality. It seems to be kind of in the, then the social media. I mean, I, I crushed a lot of podcasts from, you know, December 23rd all the way to the, you know, the third of January. Yeah. And it's definitely a lot of focused on control the controllables and then intentionality on where do you know, who do you want to be? Your ship analogy is a great one. And so they seem to be a lot more of that as opposed to quote unquote goal setting. Yeah. Unless it's very tangible, you know? Yeah. I mean, I do have a very tangible goal. Like I said, I want to gain 5% in strength. That goal, I I backed into that because in 2020, I've, I've kind of been dealing with some knee pain. I've just felt weak in my hips and, and realized like through the year, like, man, my, my back squat, my deadlift aren't where I want to be. Um, and, and so I'm kind of analyzing this and reflecting through, I'm like, you know what? I, like, I do value, like, I want to be a strong person. I don't feel like I'm as strong as I want to be. Um, just, and, and that's not compared to anybody else. That's just me being me and saying, you know what? I'm not like my body isn't right. You know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't feel like my body is right. And for me, it's being the CrossFit coach and being a business owner and, and living this lifestyle, I said, you know what, I, if I'm going to be at the helm of this ship, well, dang it, I'm going to be, I'm going to take care of myself. And for me to take care of myself, I've got to get a little bit stronger this year. What does it mean for me to get stronger this year? Well, I need to, I think, I believe I can do a 5% increase on my deadlift and back squat. So the goal for me bubbled up 
from all of that. Um, again, super tangible, but I didn't start at the goal. I that was like the, the the finish point for me. Is that like a soft goal? Because five percent is not that much. <laughs> So you're just trying to play it safe, and by March you'll be done with the five percent. You'll be like, oh, I've already had twelve percent. Five percent could be quite a bit. I, it might not be as easy as you think. I mean, gain five percent on my deadlift. I don't know. That'd be tough. Yeah, might be. My deadlift is again. If you go from two seventy to <laughs> <laughs> two eighty, then you achieved the five percent right there, probably. So, what is that? 10 I think pounds, you. Yeah? I think you can. I think you can do it. I'm pretty sure I can do it. <laughs> See, there you go. You set a goal that you're going to knock out. Hey. And then you'd be like, oh, 2021 is a Great. win. I got 5%. Hey, I'm setting my goals, man. <laughs> They're your goals. They're right? my goals. Can't change it. Nope. Can't change it. Yeah, so that's uh, interesting. Yeah. So, So yeah, I guess I don't know where we kind of started with that or where we wanted to go with it. But um, that's... I guess that's my philosophy and that's how I, I I feel like when people ask me about goal setting, that's where I try to steer them as well, you know, cause goal, goals are great and, and I, I love them and obviously I'm, you know, I'm talking about some of mine, but sometimes people set goals that really don't mean mm-hmm. anything that they just seem arbitrary, but, you know, because we hear and we read and we listen and we, people say, Oh yeah, you got to set go. You got to have goals. Why don't you have goals? You're a loser if you don't have goals. Like, so, Oh yeah, I'm going to, okay, well I need to set a goal. I want to do 10 kipping pull-ups. Okay. Why? You know, or yeah, or there, so I want to do butterfly pull-ups. Okay. Why? Like, is that important to you? Is that important to who you are? Like, is that important? Why is that important to your CrossFit workouts? Why is that important? Um, so, and it, and, asking those questions. I mean, it's, this is kind of goal setting one-on-one, but if the goal isn't important to you, then you're not going to work towards it. You're not going to chase after it at yeah. all. Or, you know, you're going to get 21 days into it and be like, oh, I'm done. You know, that's, that's enough. Yeah. Yeah. I think it, it's good. I think, you know, the other interesting, so where I'm kind of at with it is, is definitely being more intentional, you know, coming out of the gate in January, but it, trying to plan a little bit for once things do start to open back up and you know, whether that's June or July is kind of some of the projections that they've been is trying to reestablish some of those goals. So it's almost like we're going to have like another new year's, Mm. you know, in June per se yeah, where things do start to relax a little bit. Then it's like, okay, now life has changed for, you know, by that time we're going to be, you know, what, 15 months into it. And so, and then it's like, okay, now what is port important mm-hmm. and what do, what are the building blocks that I put back on sure on to my life? Cause I've subtracted a lot of building blocks, yeah. um, you know, through the limitations of the quarantine. How do uh, I, what do I layer back in? What do I layer I, back mm-hmm. in and, and try and be more intentional with yeah. those? So that's where I'm thinking a little bit about that. Um, but yeah, definitely a lot of the, like I said, a lot of the, the podcasting, um, a lot of the, information that I see a lot is definitely just trying to be more intentional, trying to be a little bit, I like the positivity from the magnifying, you know, what you focus on. Mm-hmm. I think that's definitely a huge thing. Cause now that we've learned that lesson definitely through the last year, you know, so if you try and focus, try and focus more on being healthier and doing better and not mm-hmm. focusing on the donut. Right. Right. 
So instead of saying, I can't do this, I can't do this, I can't do this, let's focus on what can I do, what do I want to do. There you go. And try and make it a little bit more successful. Yep. 100%. 100%. So we'll wrap it up here in a second, but you did on your Facebook post, you did talk about some books that you read. So you read 12 books. I did. Which is a feat. Yeah, I think I it is for me. My wife might read twelve books in like three months, and uh, you read twelve books in twelve months. Took a year. I'm like four books in twelve months, kind of guy. So, <laughs> out of the books that you read, um, any any uh, favorites? Anything stick out? Um, yeah. So I did a Facebook post. Read twelve books. Again, that wasn't a goal. Um, I didn't say I need to read twelve books in twelve months. It, it was more of like that there was some intention behind it. And I had an opportunity to join a, a mentoring group that actually really helped pull that along where I think uh, I'm, I'm looking at this picture right now so I can remember these books, but one, two, three, four of those, the last four, the last four I read once a month um, for a, a mentoring group. Um, yeah, they, they all stick out for different reasons. Um, Early on in the year, I read Atomic Habits and Building a Story Brand. So two separate books. Atomic Habits, James Clear. Man, that that book is... I literally want to read that book. I don't know how, in what frequency, but I want to reread that book. It's it's so simple, so succinct, but it's crazy powerful how these small habits can steer the ship. You know, these one degree, these half degree turns, how that really just can change everything. Um, so that, that was super powerful, really foundational stuff. Again, it's not rocket science, but it's, it's refreshing to hear. And you can actually like sit down with a pen and paper and be like, Oh, well, what am I doing? What are my habits? What can I do? And, um, can really analyze your, your own stuff. Um, he writes it really well too. It's like, it's very easy to read and super easy to read. And uh, I don't know if many of you read the book Power of Habit. That was, to me, not easy to read. And so Atomic Habits is yeah. definitely the way to go on that way one. Way easy to read. Um, uh, building a Story Brand, Donald Miller, um, just really went, dove head in with, with Donald Miller. Um, building a Story Brand is really about um, the power of story as it relates to specifically marketing um, and how a business markets to someone, a new client, and how you invite someone into a story and your business is part of their story. Um, but it, but his stuff, and he really expands on your life is a story. And, you know, if you read the book or if you, you know, watching a lot, some of the content that I'm putting out on the KCI stuff or I don't do a lot of personal posts, but, um, it, it really makes a ton of sense. You know, if, if your life, you are the hero of a story, um, you, you really, that opens up some, some opportunities just to, to view your life very differently. Um, so that was really powerful um, because that took me into more stuff that Donald Miller does. That took me into a life. He does kind of a life plan and a daily planner. Um, the life plan was awesome. It's super powerful where you, you know, I don't know. We, I could rabbit trail about this for a long time, but um, he essentially says you want to plan your life and it's kind of goal setting, I guess, if you will. But it, 
it starts with what is the overarching theme of your life as a story? You know, what's the storyline? You know, what's the storyline of Star Wars or um, Lord of the Rings or whatever? Um, and then it breaks down essentially by chunks, you know, 10 year, five year, one year. Um, but it starts with the end in mind. And the crazy thing about his life plan is you actually, one of the first exercises you do is you write your own obituary. Um, which you're like, what? Uh, really, really powerful, really interesting exercise to do to write down like, Hey, this is how I want to be remembered. This is what I want out of my life. And then you back into it. So, you know, everything we just talked about 10 minutes ago, who do I want to be and all this stuff really has a ton of roots in, in that Donald Miller stuff, that life plan. Um, so that book was, was super, I just ordered his next book. Um, uh, Business Made Simple. It just came out. I just got the book two days ago. Um, I don't know when I'm going to read it, though, because I'm re- <laughs> like, I need to read this book this year. Uh, so that was a really good book. I read one fiction. I think it's one fiction book all year. Bo's Cafe. Um, I wish I read more fiction, honestly. I, I really enjoy getting lost in a story. And I know everybody does, but I, I don't do that often. I don't watch... I don't watch shows. I don't binge series. I like, I just don't, that's just not part of my personality. So it's like, you know, I'm this weirdo that's like, I pick up a fiction book and I'm like, yeah, you know, I, like I know how people are like, Oh, I had to sit there and binge this show. And we watched six episodes like that book. I, I sat down and I read it, I think in a week, yeah. less than a week, you know, maybe like four or five days. Cause it was just like, it got me in there and there's, it's a good book. Um, but it was a fiction book and I was like, Ooh, you know, it's just a different, it's like when you don't have sugar for a year and then you have sugar, you're like, wow, this is amazing. <laughs> you know, um, and the others are, it was a really good year of books. Honestly, I read a book called baby wise. I like that. I mean, I had a kid last year, so it was helpful to, re- <laughs> I read at least, and I think I skimmed through a couple other baby books, but I, I didn't claim them. It's like, I read the whole thing. Uh, but I re- I read baby wise and that was a good book just to learn about, babies and what they do and what they don't do and being dad. So that was, um, that was a good one. It's like five pages long because it <laughs> tells you about everything you need to know about kids. Right. Cause nobody knows. <laughs> yeah. Cause nobody knows. And it's, yeah, it's, uh, constantly changing, constantly varied, but it was a good year for books. And, and so now I, you know, because I was like, Oh, I read 12 books last year. I've actually, again, based on who I want to be, now that is a tangible goal that I have for 2021. It's yeah, I can totally read 12 books this year again. Like it's fun. It's a fun process. If you're able to have the discipline to do it and stay yeah. off social media, it totally is. And just try and read a few chapters a night. It definitely is a uh, absolute. Yeah. Or get your mind kind of right. 10 pages a day or whatever, like pick a number and just go with it and stick with it. Like once you read 10 pages a day and you can consistent with that, yeah, you'll find yourself you're like, Oh man, I just read two chapters. I just read 30, 40 pages. Like, you know, you read 10 pages a day. That's a book a month. That's a 300 page book a month. Yep. So that was, I don't know. That was really cool. I just, again, reflecting on it. I was like, Holy smokes. It oddly turns out that I think I read 12 books and that year and, pretty, pretty pleased with it. So there was, I don't know. I mean, I could give you a synopsis on all of them, but I don't know if 
our listeners want to hear me talking about all my books. The Atomic Habits book is definitely worth mentioning. That's a that's that, a really good one. That, that that one really is. I mean, yeah. And it's just an interesting read because it's it's truly about how habits form and how they dictate your life. So yeah. that is definitely one, and and it, it's almost like a encyclopedia type thing where you could read the chapter. You don't have to read it almost from front to back. You could read mm-hmm. it. You can read chapter here, chapter there, chapter there. Yeah, that's true. And just kind of see it. But it, he does a really good job. Yeah, I'm excited to see what he writes. Yeah, in the future. That's why I listened to probably he was probably on four podcasts that I listened to over that three week period. Yeah, and uh, he's good. He's James good. Clear's good. James Clear is definitely good. I mean, just looking at my list, his needs, her needs. That's a great marriage book. It's a great relationship book. We read that through. Um, Ashley and I read that together, um, which is an awesome process. Um, if you've never done that with your spouse, like read a book together. Um, and then talk about it. Don't just read it. And, uh, but we were able to talk about that and we actually led a small group based on that book. And, um, that has a lot of help, a lot of practical help for serving your spouse and knowing and understanding what they need, um, in pretty general terms. I mean, you've got to know your spouse, but it gives you the tools to, to use, or, and it also gives you some language to use about, what do I need more than the other things? You know, most of us have, there, there's like 10 basic needs and they, he talks through it in the book, but usually there's like a top three or a top five out of these 10 needs. And, you know, guys need, they've got a one to priority one, two, and three, and girls got a priority one, two, three. And, um, it really helps you understand like, Oh man, this is really my spouse's number one. So if I'm, if I'm over here trying to, wash the dishes and she could care less about washing the dishes. Like you're not, she's not receiving that love. You know, if she wants to cuddle on the couch, like you're, you're not helping the the love bank. If you're just doing dishes and be like, look, I'm doing this for you. And she's like, yeah, but I really want you to just sit next to me on the couch. Like I could care less about the dishes. Like those will get done. So anyway, um, his needs, her needs. That's a good, if anybody's in the, marriage game that wants to improve their marriage. It's not like a fix your marriage sort of a book. It's like, Hey, let's invest in our marriage and let's, let's get better. If we've got a good marriage, let's make it, let's make it great and let's keep it great. Yeah. Well, it was awesome to catch up. Um, it's been a while. Yeah. So it was good to have this conversation and kind of just touch base on a few different things. Yeah. It was good to chat. And so we got a couple more exciting topics to talk about. We got the open coming up. CrossFit open is what are we at? Two months under two months away. Yep. And so we got different, different format this year, different kind of everything. Um, so that'll be exciting to talk about, kind of unpack that a little bit more as the yeah. team unpacks the, the CrossFit open and the yep. games and new CrossFit calendar. And so definitely have a lot of things to talk about over the next few months. And yeah. So on our journey to 52 episodes to get it, get it done. That's right. <laughs> so, uh, close. We'll, uh, we'll see how it happens. So let's make it happen. Let's do it.